0: mypatriotsupply.com.
1: Yo, yo, what's up, people? I hope you are doing well and hope isolation is good for you. In these weird times, uh, I'm really hoping you're enjoying these podcasts and it's bringing a little bit of joy to your lives. On today's episode is a really close friend of mine, a guy called Brennan Briley, a.k.a. Option4 uh option four is known from his amazing music he's also owner of hotboy records which is a dope record label go check it out i actually released i think their first single on on hotboy records which was get on the train also outside of option four Brennan is one of the biggest promoters in Denver and has kind of created this amazing scene in Denver um, and is kind of the reason why Denver has such an amazing electronic music scene. So without further ado, option four, Brennan Briley, aka Option oh. Four. How's it going, man?
2: Hey. Uh, man, I'm good. How are you doing?
1: I'm doing really good. Uh, it's eight o'clock in the UK and just had my dinner cooked for mum and dad and now sitting on a phone call with you and i've been waiting to do this for a while cuz we recorded a podcast but you were way too stoned um <laughs> i don't i you 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 called me the next day or you texted me the next day and was like Dude, you have to delete that. I d- literally don't have a fucking clue what I talked about. Okay, I'll try. I'll try. <laughs> I'll try and stop.
2: I'll try and keep the like the the, the forty five minute tangents about nothing to a minimum this time. <laughs> I'm fine
1: with tangents. Anyway, how are you, man?
2: I'm great, man. Um, I'm doing. Uh, um, I'm a lot
1: less stone since last time we talked. Which yeah, is great. Um, uh, yeah, no, everything's everything's doing. Everything's going good. I'm i uh, I'm a.
2: Uh, you know, kind of like. Yeah, I'm 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 doing much much better since the very beginning of the the, the pandemic or whatever. Yeah, yeah. in America, um, uh, when we when we initially talked, so yeah, things are we got good weather. Like you've moved house right? as well, right? And everything's like you know things are. Starting to, you know, say again.
1: You've moved house as well.
2: Yeah, I moved in the middle of this. That was a nightmare. Um, I would never recommend that to anybody. Like, not even like my worst enemies.
1: <laughs> no, I can imagine.
2: Um, moving alone well this thing was a was a pain. Moving sucks just in general. Like, I, I, I like I hope that I hope that I just die in this place and I never have to move. I think I have like, <laughs> a phobia just in general. It's, the, it's my it's my least favorite thing in the whole world.
1: <laughs> the studio looks dope, though. It looks like a nice yeah. space.
2: Man, yeah. I wish I would have. Oh, if I would have. Um, if I was on my phone, I would have given you a quick tour. But yeah, like the 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 spot is nice and um, it, it definitely like. Uh, it feels it feels good to have like a studio in the house Because for uh, a while It was with my other schedule and everything I had like an off You know a, a, an actual studio that I was renting The studio space I was renting And uh, this is just a lot more it, it feels good to have it back I'll just put it that way It's, nice Dude, to feel, like, work on something it's
1: so nice having a studio in your house Like I understand why people Like having studios outside of their house But for me like Ever since day one of producing. I've always just written in my house. Right. And when I lived in LA for like 4 or 5 months, I I had like a studio in like Hollywood and it just felt so weird. Like it felt like a day job. Right. Where like I had to and I I get it. It kind of was nice in certain situations, but it was it kind of felt like a job when you like wake up and you're like, have to go to the office and get your briefcase and <laughs> get your Uber <laughs> to the office.
2: <laughs> but yeah, that, that, in, in a way that kind of, that's actually why I liked having the yeah. offsite studio in a way, because it was kind of like you have to break away from everything and just hole up. And it's like, you are going to work in a way, which is just a different, different way of sparking your brain, I think. And so it kind of, I can see it kind of being nice, but now that i got the studio back in the house i'm like oh my
1: god i never want to get a studio space again <laughs> yeah totally i think eventually i'd love to like build a house with a studio kind of attached to it or part of it where where your studio is just like just perfectly built to be fair my studio in detroit is like to be like i'm really lucky my studio in the uk is like the most perfect creative room like it's it's just a, a room that i vibe with and i think it's because i've just been here for like practically ever since I started writing it's just perfect but then my studio in Detroit it's like sounds perfect but the creative I have still not got the vibe in the creative space yet so it's like I've like my speakers aren't right so I need to get new speakers because the room's so big and it's just like it's a cool vibe but it's still not where it is back home
2: May I suggest plants or lava lamps? I hear that goes great for everybody else.
1: Lava lamps? <laughs> Do you have a lava lamp?
2: I don't. I need a lava lamp just so I can get some inspiration up in this bitch. I'll tell you that much right now. <laughs> so what's going on, man? What's
1: going on with the label, Hot Boy Records? Uh For any of you that don't know, uh, Option 4 owns Hot Boy Records. Um I love it. What's going on with it?
2: Man, um, it, it, I feel like it was kind of a, we kind of had like a little bit of a a, a hiccup, obviously, with like, um, I just, I think the landscape of, of, of releasing records now has changed in the past two months drastically. So it was kind of like a little bit of a hiccup on how to release, when to release, like, uh, does it make sense to have a release schedule that we had for um, just, yeah, just a million different, a million different changes without the live events, um, because there's just a lot of a lot of things that you know like from a, like a like a marketing standpoint or from like a promotional standpoint live events helped a lot when it came to this this music you know um and so now it's like how do we how do we shift and promote and work on uh you know building a platform for for people to discover this music um or hear the music you know um in the modern age right now so that's actually been kind of fun to navigate so we have a big record uh I, I think a big record. I like the, there's these kids in, in L.A. named Steady Rock and Franklin Watts. Yeah. Um. And they got they they sent me this record a little while ago. It was actually it was probably I want to say it was right around New Year's, and it was just it blew me away. So uh, that's coming out um in, on June 5th. So really excited to have like uh, like, a you know, the next release during yeah. this era, um, it, it's exciting to see how that's going to go. I think people are really going to like it, and I think it's a really nice, like, summertime banger. So, uh, I'm excited, uh, for that release to come out. As far as, like, all the other artists and stuff that are going to come out for the rest of the year, there's a, there's a bunch of stuff planned. So now I don't know if I'm going to start, I, I'm still on the fence about whether or not I'm going to start releasing more music in maybe a faster time period, because we just have the internet now. It's not like yeah. we have festivals or like you know uh you're not you're not gonna get you know if if it's the big record you know you're not gonna have 100,000 people in a festival hearing it for the first time this summer or anything yeah Right. So um, I'm, I'm working right now. i trying to figure out the right strategies on releasing all the next, all the new music, but we got a bunch of good records coming. And so it's just, it's exciting to, uh, it's exciting to to finally start getting them all out. So um, that's kind of what I've been, uh, I've been focusing on a little bit. Um, and, you know, hopefully by the end of the year, we're going to put out, uh, I think, at least in my anticipation, more records than we have before. Because normally we were just doing like one record a month. And, and uh, I think now it's like, the restrictions are kind of lifted a little bit On what you can or can't Or like what makes sense and what doesn't When it comes yeah. to uh, releasing
1: music so. See, I th- and I think it's such a strange Because I, I, I don't I still don't know what's right or wrong And I have like a meeting with my label guys Every week in my in my team And it's like We have this conversation Is like We rely so much on DJs playing our records And right. We rely so much, so much on on punters going to the clubs and shazamming our records and right. taking videos and seeing what the neck like what what's this record, and then putting it up on Reddit or putting it up on Instagram or DMing the DJ right. and being like, "What the hell is this track ID?" and things like that, and like building a hype. And for me, I've always my biggest records have always been based on the hype. I've never, I would never say I've really just released a record and, and like not really hyped it for a long period of time for, it, and then it done well. Usually what I find is that the, the best records are something that I've been playing for like a year. And like a few of my mates have had the records and they've been playing it for like six months and everyone's like, what the fuck is this record? We need it. But that's gone now. It's completely gone and and live streams i still don't think you get that hype because i don't think people have fully tuned in you go to a club you're fully tuned in you're on a live stream i don't think you're fully tuned in you're cooking in the kitchen you've got your friends over you're all having conversations you're on your phone you're doing whatever the washing up or whatever i don't know i just don't think you're that like i'm going to the club i'm I'm drinking, I'm doing whatever I need to do, but I'm just fully here to party.
2: Right. Yeah, the, you're, you're, you're 100% right. Navigating, that's really difficult, I think, for every label at the moment. You yeah. know, um, live stream culture is really cool, actually. I was very on the fence about it in the very beginning, um, but I actually think it's like, uh, I've actually really grown to appreciate it, And but it, it, it's not necessarily... Like song ID culture is is like that. That's something that's lacking. I mean, even in even like for example, I feel like from what I've seen, like the way people interact with a live stream on Instagram as opposed to the way people interact to a live stream on Facebook as opposed to Twitch are completely different. Like I feel like Twitch, since it's kind of like a gamer platform, um, you'll have a bunch of people in the chat room, but they're all kind of like making jokes, they're talking to each other, it's like they're engaging. Like it's like they're almost like talking to each other while a concert's going on which yeah, is actually it's really happening.
1: Cool. Yeah, yeah yeah yeah
2: yeah and and so it's like, like like i think that that's that's been really fascinating um i've had like I've, I've only played a few but i've been very fortunate to get booked on some really like uh like bigger, bigger, bigger streams. And it's been, it, it has happened in some instances where people have DM me like, yo, what was this song on this number, blah blah blah, stuff like that. Um, and it, it's just on a lot like smaller scale because, uh, these people are not necessarily like, you know, there's a difference when somebody is at a concert and they're on Instagram or they're on social media and they're showing like an amazing moment. That's yeah. why they got their phone out is because they're like feeling something, or they feel yeah. like it's worth showing their friends. And, and then that 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 type of interaction that comes from that is what propels the hype. It's when other people are like, yo, what what is this? Or like, Oh, I don't know. What is it? You know, kind of thing. So yeah, it, yeah. it's just different. But I, I think that, you know, the more people get used to streaming, if that's really going to be our reality when it comes to dance music in the next six months or eight months, um, it, I think that the that culture will finally, you know, it'll, it'll start to kind of bubble back. It'll just be you know, it's just different right now Everything yeah. is new right now
1: we, You know, totally. since when
2: has the music industry Really, like or at least electronically Really cared about streaming platforms per se You yeah. know, it wasn't it, it was like you would see a DJ or a, a, an artist Go live on Instagram once in a while And you click on it and watch what they were doing But it rarely was about, like, them performing Or anything, yeah. you know, so
1: What's, what's your this, thoughts on, like it's, it's <laughs> What's your thoughts on, like, ticketed live streams?
2: Um well, um, I I think that that is the future, and I hate I I like I think that the reason that's the future is, in in certain ways, um, it just had it, it just has to be done in 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 a unique way. I think the concept of having a stream right now uh, is. It, people are kind of like, okay, they've seen it, you know, like they've yeah. seen big produce streams with lights and lasers. They've seen, uh, they've seen streams of like really, really, really big names playing amazing music, like in their kitchen, you know, yeah. um, they've seen, they've seen that. Like, I think that the, the definition of what would work for a stream to be ticketed is, is two, two separate things. I think that the ticketing ticketed, live streams are definitely going to come. I've seen people just be like, you know what? It's $10 and I'm going to perform a concert like uh, on Sunday. And if you want to pay 10 bucks and, and to see this artist or whatever, people are paying that. Like yeah. we're seeing a lot of like, especially not necessarily in like the DJ side of things, but like in the live, yeah. uh, like uh, live performance, like spectrum, like bands and stuff. Um, that's actually something that fans are really uh, unopposed to. Because they do want to support the ad, they know yeah, their money true. is going to the right spot, or they know where their money is actually going. I think people are a lot more apt to doing that. What I don't think was necessary, what I don't think will work, is like these general paywall type situations where it's just like, pay ten dollars and here's your lineup. I don't think that. Right. I don't think that necessarily uh will exist for a while unless there's some sort of special twist to it meaning like some sort of virtual reality experience or something like
1: that yeah because i've I've been hit up i don't know if i'm supposed to say this but i've i've been asked to do a minecraft festival which is based on it's kind of just based on it's not a live stream it's pre-recorded but you kind of choose right. your own characters and everything like that, and people can kind of pay to go in there. But I'm I'm really interested. I I haven't done live streams. I'm, I've, I know most of my peers have, but I'm still not fully into it. If I'm totally honest. <laughs> well, uh, well, when you do <laughs> let me
2: put it this way: when you do, if you do. Do your first one. Uh, you got to call me beforehand because you got to learn from my terrible mistakes. I, like, <laughs> 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 I think everybody at the very beginning kind of like they, they jumped in, and there's been a learn curve. Like there's some of these people that are putting together some amazing, amazing streams that are yeah. blowing shit out of the water. Like people are really getting creative with the content that they're putting out right now, which is. What I think is the best part about this whole fucking COVID nineteen thing anyway. Yeah, so yeah, totally. um the the learning curve is pretty thick, but I think that when I mean if you end up, you know, choosing to do one, um, you know, it's gotta be, you know, there's a just hit me up. That you can learn from the plethora of my mistakes. I've done like five and I think I fucked up five. So um. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I've I've got I've got a concept <laughs> in my
1: head. I've got a concept in my head what I wanna do. Um but for me, it's, it's like a multi-camera experience and it's, I, obviously I live in the middle of nowhere, so I've got like fields and fields. So I want to do it in the middle of a field, like during sunset and just do it like unbelievably amazing. Um, but I'm, I'm still just not, I, I think it will have to be ticketed for me. Um, think. Well- it kind of has to be in a way because i mean what artist has a lot of money to produce something that really is going to stand like be
2: uh like you know some kind of crazy experience um for people um that 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 shit's expensive man i mean it's like it's like at the same time i mean what if you're an artist right now that doesn't have four cdjs and a mixer in their house
1: i don't have decks right now i don't have decks
2: right like you got the rent. You gotta, you know. What I mean, you gotta. I mean, it, it, it's 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 a lot of money to try and do. So, I mean, I think that people are kind of getting to the point where now, if this is going to kind of be our reality, I think the future is some sort of paywall situation where fans can support the artists that they want and and support the music that they want. Kind of choose what to pay for. Um, I don't think. I think there's at the same time there's going to be a tremendous amount of free streaming. Totally. Still. Yeah. So it's not like it's kind of like a uh, you know. It, I don't I don't see the whole industry being like, we have to set up a paywall, or right. like every single DJ in the world being like, let's you know, I don't think that's the move at all. I think I think that uh right now the most beautiful thing that's ever existed is the fact that you can pretty much log on at any time and catch somebody playing something that you're probably gonna enjoy. And yeah, that's, uh, I, that's I, the, I think it's beautiful. beautiful. I, I truly
1: yeah. think it's beautiful, but I also think it's not at the same time and the reason why I say that is because um, you've, you've been to Austin haven't you we were in Austin were we in Austin in Austin together
2: which tour I can't remember
1: were, were we in Austin together I can't remember we, we no, I don't think we, we played did. In Dallas.
2: We played in Dallas. We played in Dallas a couple of years ago together.
1: Okay. So um, Aust- like you go to like Austin or like Nashville and you've got people in the bars and they're just playing li- live music all day long, right? You you go, you go to these places all day long and it's, it's so amazing. And then you realize that these people like can't even pay their rent, right? And it's, like, it's almost like you're on this, like, tip culture thing. Which I think is amazing, because we do it because we absolutely love it. And... Right. But for me, the reason why I like DJing, I love playing music to people to escape reality. And for me, a club is the perf or a festival or a venue of some sort is a perfect way to escape reality. And I think the 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 thing with just putting it out there is that for me it it takes away that specialness of I'm booking I'm going to see Option 4 tonight and I cannot fucking wait, if you know what I mean. Well not I'm on Instagram. Oh, look, Option yeah, 4 no, is doing a live stream. And I think for me, like for, the ticketing thing, it's not about the money. It's about the it's about the exclusivity and it's about the the experience. Right. Whereas, so like so if if I did bought, you, did you get your ticket? Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. So it's like I got my ticket to see Option Four, and he's playing at this time tonight, and I'm gonna make my whole evening about that whether it's $5, whether it's $10, whether it's whatever, how much you, it is. But I think it's about creating an experience and giving people something that isn't a throwaway society because it's going to be controversial to say, but I feel that music is pretty throwaway, if you know what I mean. you, you The amount of music that gets released on a day-to-day basis and just gets forgotten about. Um, and also with like spot, with like Spotify, Apple music, these, all of the like YouTube music, all of them, you know what it's like you get in someone's car and they listen to two seconds of a record and then they're switching on to another record and then they're switching onto another record. And it's, it's kind of that like, yeah, which at the end of the day is, it's reality. I have no issues with that, but I, I, I want to create something that's not a throwaway society. You don't, I've said this analogy many times, you don't walk into an art gallery and take the picture off the wall and just walk out with it and put it on your wall for 10, for a day and then go, oh, I don't want this and then take it back to the gallery and pick another one up. You go and buy a piece of art and you put it on your wall and you enjoy that for as long as you possibly can. Yeah, no, I I. I completely understand what you're
2: saying i don't think and and but the the difference there is that like beforehand that, that was how m- musicians made their living off the live events right yeah because that was what they could offer that would be different right um and now you take away the live events and that uh there's no like industry per se it, it really kind of i mean straight up from like an artist perspective and a fan perspective i appreciate it more because there is no money involved anymore yeah If you think about it, anybody that's playing right now, anybody that's making a record, anybody that is anybody that's producing or spending their time trying to, uh, you know, create art or express themselves right now. um, That's a beautiful thing because everybody's on the same playing field. There's no money involved. If you're doing it, you love it. You know, you're doing it for the right reasons. It's not, you know, there's there's not going to be like you know, in the you know the the idea of like <laughs> you know uh um uh, you know the rumors that happen in the in the world where it's like you know uh somebody has a following and they get some ghost produced tracks and now they're a DJ or now they're an artist. Those days, I think a lot of those people are not looking at the music industry as being like a good thing. They want to invest in right now. You totally, man. Yeah, uh, yeah, like the industry. If they, if you remove the money in the industry from the you know you move the business side from the art then it's like it's kind of like what we have right now anybody can play when they play they're happy that anybody tunes in it's like it doesn't matter if you're playing for nine people or or uh people the 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 premise is still like it, it it's like if you're gonna do this you do it because you love it and that's 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 a beautiful thing i think yeah um, it's, so like,
1: it's pi- like it's like pirate radio It's like back in the day, back in the pirate radio days where people, but again, it was special. Like you had to like, you couldn't always get, you couldn't always get it. If you know what I mean? You were in like the middle of London or you were driving through Bristol and you be like oh shit i can get this station and you'd like tune in and you'd like wait in your car for a little bit or you'd like have to like put an antenna out your window to pick up the fm radio because it's like i really want to listen to this tonight because i know it's going to be good and i don't know if it's going to happen next week because the antenna or the distributor that they're sending out is like been taken by the police or something like that if you know what i mean and like i i i I totally agree with what you're saying is like It's gone back to the times where there's no finances. There's still finances involved. But also, I think it also, I think for a long time, and you as a promoter, obviously, if people don't know, Brennan Option 4 is one of the biggest promoters in Denver. But as a prom, shit, I fucking lost what I was going for. Oh, mate, mate, I completely lost.
2: Oh, maybe maybe you smoked weed this time. <laughs> <laughs> no, like, uh, I, I kind of see, uh, I kind of see, uh, I kind of see, like, I kind of see as, like, a from the promoter standpoint, how, like, is do you think that the, are you, are you trying to kind of get at, like, from a promoter standpoint, do you see promoters promoting live streams and trying to generate income and pay? Hey, DJ's that way and no and i've got it i've got
1: way. it i've got it so i think for a long time it it wasn't about the music it was more so about your following and how many tickets you can sell and it, if you didn't not not that not due to the quality of your music it was more because because it's all all about s- selling tickets. Really, everyone has to make money. You're 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 getting a DJ fees. You're doing this. You're doing that. It, your music was almost your business card, and the shows was your, your income. Brain. Yeah, but right. I think and I think now it kind of takes people back to that level playing ground where it brings it back to the music.
2: Yeah, no, 100 100- hundred. Percent. I. I. I the, the other thing about that. The other thing about that is, you know, with no matter how you look at it, the if the industry right now is just on pause, that also means kind of in a lot of ways, the gatekeepers are not working. Yeah. <laughs> Does that make sense? Yeah. So like like for example uh you know if you're uh, an up and coming artist that is working really hard in the studio you're working in your house you're not like well plugged in the industry you don't like or you know you don't know any promoters or other DJs you're just like out there making fire art um that's that's like because it is laying like uh, uh, like a level playing field there's a tremendous amount more opportunity now than there ever was before i think yeah. i think that uh i think that that's exact, that's actually exciting i keep like the the new music the new art the new stuff that's going to be coming out of this I think is by far like the most exciting exciting part of the business right now if if the I mean when, when the business comes back or whenever that is um, like I think that there's going to be especially with like in this like streaming era, I feel like there's going to be like, I've been really like watching a lot as much as I can, just to try and see who's doing anything different. Yeah. Who's doing anything kind of like, exciting in that world. And I found some amazing shit, like some really, really, really talented like artists that are doing stuff quirky and cool in a different way. And I'm sitting here as a promoter, I'm sitting here going, man, when this, all this shit comes back, I want to book that guy. I want yeah, that guy yeah, yeah. to come play, one of the parties. you know? Um, uh, so I, I think that, I think that, you know, The reset of the industry and the reset of the gatekeepers and the reset of just the way things were allows everybody in the business. It allows us as artists, as DJs, as promoters, as managers, as record labels, as ARs, as uh, PR companies. It allows us all to sit there and say, okay, cool, it's all reset. When we do come back, um, we're allowed to come back fully. What can we fix that we never really had time for before? Like, what can we do better as managers, as PR agencies, as as promoters, talent buyers, venue owners? I mean, everything. It's like it's. I kind of was. I was talking. I was talking with uh, my boss the other day, and I was like, you know, um, things were moving so fast at such an alarming rate. I mean, we. I was throwing five to seven shows a a week at the same time as touring at least a hundred something dates a year. Yeah. At the same time as you know. Uh, just do whatever. There were all kinds of little things that I'm like, man, you know what? I I would love to fix that about that club. We should, you know, I never had time to like really like dive in and fix a lot of small things that I knew I could kind of be doing better just in every form. So I think that everybody in the whole world, like this reset is going to be a healthy thing. When everything comes back, it's a matter of not, not, we just got to make sure, no matter who it is, I think as a culture, we need to make sure that when everything does come back, it doesn't jump right back into a machine that is like an industry, it jumps back in like a creative, ethical, cool, exciting, improved way of of how yeah. people can have experiences with themselves and enjoy music.
1: So if you had a magic wand, what would be the like the top three things that you would change?
2: Oh my God, three? Oh. All right. <laughs> cheers Number to Topachico and uh <laughs> cheers
1: and <No>. kicks. <laughs>
2: Oh, oh man listen you got to get on this shit you see that shit you don't have it in the uk <laughs> but i'm gonna send you a package
1: dude i love I'm toba chico man this is that- i love it it's the greatest drink
2: it's the greatest drink there ever was i i i, I don't I, I take showers in this now i don't even drink anything else i haven't drank regular water in like three months
1: have they sponsored you yet
2: i'm working on that i'm I'm still annoying <laughs>
1: <laughs> so I, I i i found this drink nicks and kicks I don't drink soda anymore, so I'm literally on sparkling water or just water. But I found this and it's like a sparkling orange drink with turmeric and cayenne pepper. And it's All like right. it's good. So cheers, right. dude. cheers, dude. Cheers, oh. So yeah, back to the magic wand. Uh, okay. What what top First three thing, things?
2: Magic wand. Whatever. Okay. Um at Club Vinyl, um, there is this light. <laughs> There's this little light, this little light and it drives me fucking up a wall and it it is like a, like a static yellow light that lights the stairs and the, you know, it's for safety because you have like two steps on this left side of things, but it doesn't matter what photo, what photographer, what red camera 50 million dollar device photo <laughs> or it's like amazing production and this little bright yellow light just shining right at your eyeball like a miniature sun and i fucking hate that thing more than anything if any if, 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 if. that's the first thing that i'm changing has been bothering me for like half a decade and i never have had the time so can yeah, we that's,
1: uh, that's can we get new on. dj gear in there as well
2: well, we got to get a lot of new shit. Like, uh, the, the one thing that I really want to do, the one thing I really want to do, just in general,
0: is, and uh, this is like, on, on a like on a on a real
2: note, my fear as a promoter and my fear as, uh, I don't know if I want like, how do I put it? I'm going to list out. I don't have a I don't have a solution.
1: Yeah. For this. See, and and this is the thing that worries me, if I'm totally honest with you and i know i haven't let you finish so sorry for buttoning in but this um, is i i have i i have a few things that i would change about the industry but will the powers at the top cuz let's be honest it's a business it's an industry will the powers at the top listen to the people below cuz <sighs> will it actually that's the that's the one question and we'll come back to this question but after you finish the other one but that's the thing that I worry about the most is we can all talk about change we can all talk about the like how amazing this reset could be but we're all just fucking artists and we're all just a bunch of Hippie twats that want this to be like the best amazing thing, like the good old days, where you just turn up to a rave and like pay a couple of dollars to get in or a couple of quid to get in, and you're like just buzzing until like 9 a.m. the next morning. But will the likes of Paradigm, WME, CAA, or all of these big guys that have lost insane amounts of money, insane amounts of money, all the big promoters? Live Nation, like everyone, will, will it, will, will it be like, okay, we all need to reset and not reset, but we just need to make some changes. Um, so that everyone gets looked after or will it be, or what could it be the case where it's like, we have literally had to let go so many people we need to just get back to how it was so we're earning so much money and then we can make make our money back and we're back we're back in the in in the red in the black whatever it is
2: you know i mean obviously with corporations um money is going to be king because they're trying to take care of their people and i but you know if i can give you any insight on that level of things on like the higher end of of things um i can honestly say this pandemic this reset um has one i mean let me put it this way people are working together right now that never in a million years three months ago, if you would have asked me if yeah, they, yeah. I mean, we're talking sworn enemies are working together. Yeah. You know, people that people, everybody, this is bigger than everybody. It's bigger than, it's, totally. it's, it's bigger than, it's bigger than competition. It's bigger than the business side of things. And and so that's like, that's one thing I've seen um, out of this. That's been a tremendous positive. So yeah, I do believe that the people at the top or the people that are bleeding the most right now that are trying to, you know, punch holes in the, in the sinking ship or whatever, you know, trying to stem the stem, the stem, the, uh stem the bleeding in whatever way um I, I can honestly say that this is you know the amount of compassion i've seen on every level on every phone call every manager every agent every single every single person that i've that i've talked to or been in meetings with or whatever over the past couple of months uh compassion's been the number one thing and that's that's you know, rare in the, in in the, <laughs> uh, you know, in the business. Well, I think it's rare. I, I think mean, it's rare you know, in I business.
1: Mean, it's rare in business. At the end of the day, in yeah, in it's any it's business. business it's
2: in business, yeah, yeah, hundred percent. And i I can say that with a with a with affirmative, with affirmity. Like I, I mean the 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 truth. Of the matter is, um, when this does come back, I do truthfully believe that this is going to come back in a very healthy improved way and if not if not even if you just look at it from the business side of things or capitalism or competition whatever what's going to happen is people are going to work harder they're going to come up with cooler ideas content is going to be um one second Uh, like I, i think that everybody is upping their game everywhere like i mean i think that when when you have like a business or any type of industry there uh comes to be like a certain status quo yeah. Like a way you operate in that realm, no matter what, I don't care what it is, what business it is. uh There's going to be like the status quo. When you take that away, you know, um, I, I think that that leaves, you know, whoever's smarter or quicker or, th- you know, being more creative or pumping different, like the right energy into the, you know, it's like the wild, wild west again. Totally. And so I, I do believe, uh, deep down it. Yeah. It, it, things will be completely different when they come back. And, and I think it's going to be an improved, better way. I think that, I think that people are not only from the fan perspective, they're going to appreciate those experiences again, when you've got yeah. like big fucking speakers beating your chest, oh, yeah. data, you know, like totally, I, I think that, you know, uh yeah, just in general, I, I, I feel pretty positive about the comeback hundred percent. I don't think it's going to go right back to, you know, uh, Business as usual. I think it's going to be business in a in a in a more compassionate uh way because the people that are going to stick around to do this thing, the people that are going to survive, are the people that are going to survive because it's a it's a passion project, you know. It's no, like, I, you I take moment-
1: I'm 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 optimistic about it. I'm I I feel exactly the same. I, the people that I've spoken to, my agents, obviously my my team and promoters and club owners and stuff like that that I've spoke to during it is like feels like a little bit more community and it feels like people uh, are back not back yet obviously because we don't know yet but it's kind of feels like something else is moving on however i completely changed that whole thing so going back to the magic wand what's the three things you've changed the light but like on 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 more of a as as a as an artist for you like and also as a promoter how you would like to change things
2: as a promoter, I think the most exciting thing is going to be the absolute, you know, just the reinvention slash reappreciation, appreciation of, of local talent is going to be uh, is going to go through the roof yeah. i think that the locals are going to carry the torch in a really really heavy way until touring can actually physically come back totally in any way shape or form um, i think that even if clubs are going to be held at small capacity you know if they if they survive not on wood um they you know there's not going to be necessarily any money to you know there's no room you're not going to sell like you know some you know we're not, you know, it wouldn't make sense to do Will Clark in a 50 person room, right? Yeah. Like as a promoter, because, uh, you know, there's too many, you know, uh, even on the, on the, on the other side of things, it's just like, there's too many fans that would want to go to that show that couldn't go to that show. That yeah. would be like, uh, you know, you're only going to come <laughs> twice a year over to America or something, right? Like, yeah. it would, like that's not going to make sense. So when capacities are, are going to be um, you know, limited. It's going to give a real opportunity for uh, you know your local um, DJs to really thrive and, and carry that torch and deliver underground, cool music for people to listen to and dance to. And that's going to start. Oh, like, I think that that's an opportunity that uh, whole new careers are going to come from. It, you know. Um, well, I so think I I think, think your I, I think, they,
1: I, think, it, I, think right. I think your answer to that, sorry mate, um, is that it kind of goes back to. And I don't want to say going back to how it used to be because I'm, I'm not a. I don't think it should go back to how it used to be years ago. However, the resident DJ years ago was so important, and I think that art, I, I can't really say in Europe it's necessarily gone as far as as it's gone in in the US because I truly think that in there's a bit more of a like a club culture in Europe in the UK not necessarily I wouldn't say there's as many clubs and I wouldn't say there's as many good clubs and I wouldn't say the cultures are better but I think it's just here it's just there's a few places where residents are really respected as the residents Um, and I don't think you necessarily have that in the US so much at all and I think that would be really fucking amazing if in every city you have like two, three, four residents that just can literally rock the night all night long and just give the, give people what they need and what they want. And also it's, it's, it's about creating an atmosphere. It goes back to that escaping reality. And you're not like, I'd love that. And I, I, it, for me, it's actually taking work away from me if I'm totally honest right. with you. But I, right. there's nothing better than going to a city when you know the culture is not a headline culture.
2: Right. Well, I mean, when you say headline culture, I think it's actually different. Like, I think what you're actually, I mean, at least when I hear that term, it's different to me. When I think headline culture, or like when you say that that, that term, I think that the, the biggest issue is people people like you know how like people appreciate they don't appreciate music necessarily like they used to where they'll skip
0: through 30 seconds of the song they're going yeah. through spotify they get fed whatever their playlists are everybody just
2: digests whatever's pumped to them it's like you know it's a it's very expendable yeah the same thing happens in club life where you? oh you've seen that dj seven times i don't care about him totally. oh, or or you know and it, it, i think that you know um headline culture is i think just something new and and what promoters use to to have something exciting so that it's like a special guest type situation right um but i think that the the beauty of what is about to happen when these venues open up is that you know people are going to be buying tickets no matter who it is you just have to it's up to promoters to make sure that they program the best music not necessarily uh you know uh who can draw more tickets yeah. or who can be a bigger draw for the club per se? So yeah. that's, that's really exciting to me. I think that that's like a, that's a cool thing, but at the same time you, you do that. And like, here, here's the problem with resident culture. If it's just a resident, then you got the same two dudes or same two girls, same two, whatever, same two people playing every single Friday night at their little party. Right. And it the, the the it can be a vibe because it's what they kind of cultivated, right? But the 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 problem is that now you got seven million DJs that can't play, yeah. And the second you do that, you divide it all, and yeah. then all of a sudden that 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 comes up into this like kind of competitive culture that I've I've never really tried to ever uh, you know uh, push in, in Colorado. As as
1: well, I think there's a I think there's a balance, and I think I think there's a balance to it, and. For me, it would be more so about creating... Like what you were saying, you were doing seven, eight shows a week, sometimes more. And I think sometimes if you limit that... And yes, not everyone's going to make as much money. So everyone's got to accept that they're probably not going to make as much money for for a while. But if you limit that and you make it special, then people don't get bored and people I, well, I, maybe they do, but I don't, I don't know. I guess I'm just trying to think on. Well, a, the only, the only way I've ever been able to kind of like uh, diet, the,
2: the only way I've ever been able to kind of like uh, promote that is just, is like, let DJs just like, like when you're like, at least they kind of worked for me. What happened well, like when I first started I was I was like the resident DJ I played every night at nine o'clock doors are at nine <laughs> and I played every single night every single Friday night at nine o'clock for two years you know yeah. um and uh it was awesome because it was like a regular thing and I loved playing and I loved I loved that but you know it was like the first time I played I had like a hundred friends show up the second time <laughs> I played I had like 25 friends show up the third time I played I had two friends show up the yeah. fourth time I played People were paying me not to show up. Yeah. Like it was like you know um, it was you know and that's the that's just the that's the problem with that. So the 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 one thing that I've always tried to like do, especially in Colorado when I was you know when we're, when I was booking a lot of parties, is I was trying to explain to everybody that you shouldn't play that often. If you oversaturate and you dilute your art in your own way too, you know. And so it depends on whether or not you know when when like if, if it really comes down to like the art of DJing or if you're a true DJ's or a DJ's DJ party, it's like the party has to be bigger than the DJ, right? Totally. The DJ, uh, totally. It, the party has to be king, right? Totally. So it's like the people that have been able to do that throughout the years are the people that still have parties and still are able to play for 20 fucking years and still have the same residency yeah. and that, that, that's how it works. But when people think, you know, the majority of a lot of these new DJs or the majority of a lot of these people um, that like, you know, are you know becoming DJs in the past ten years, or or being interested in the culture? The illusion is I want to play music because I want to be Chris Lake, or I yeah. want to be on the big stage at Red Rocks, or I want to be I want to be Garth Brooks and wherever. You know, I mean, that's kind of like that's what the that's like the carrot the music industry kind of you know dangles out there as like the 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 goal to achieve, right? Yeah. So I think that um, I think that you know the hope is that you know maybe it, when the, when this all comes back. And it's all going to be like locals just carrying the torch and crushing, crushing it. I think that, you know, maybe there's room there to develop new parties where here is the concept of this party. Yeah. The first Friday of every month is just locals. We're not going to uh, book a big headliner. We're going to we're, we're say this is the crew and they're going to rotate once a month. And maybe these 12 DJs are going to play that weekly, you know, and three each week. And it's different. And then you yeah. keep everybody else – and other stuff too, but that way it's like special every time. There's a million different things that we can do when it comes back that we'll have a lot more freedom to when it's not necessarily about what kind of headliner can sell what kind of ticket and what ticket press, you know? See, so I, that's, yeah. That's,
1: that's in the- I, I, I I also like the concept of, which this really just turns, turns around to building a culture and the promoters promoting and having a strong enough kind of believe that, that their, their community believes in them enough where and and that's to never release that release the lineup so i mean yeah
2: you, you could you could you could go around you could definitely do that and that could be really really interesting um it, only the people with big followings can do that though you know, um, it's it's kind of like a, you have to be pretty, I mean, just from like a promoter standpoint, or at least in, in 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 my experience, it's like chicken and the egg. Greatest idea ever, but you probably can't do it until you're big enough and you've done enough parties or you know enough people follow you to, See, to pull I, it off. I,
1: I, I disagree to a certain extent. I, I, I agree in the short term, 100%. I totally agree with you in the short term that you need something cultivating it however for me do we does it need like if if it's not really costing anyone anything to throw a party if that makes sense obviously there's costs all around but i think if you build something from the ground up and build the foundations right in years to come it will eventually pay off and i um. mean
0: you're you're but you know what the end goal of that is i mean i'm not i mean i don't know call out i'm not trying to call out names or anything but like uh i mean
2: it, it was not negative anyway but like if you look at like what the fuse guys have done in yeah. in the uk you know um it's like you go to a fuse party, but it's like yeah. you know the x amount of residents there it's like Archie and, and whatever right um yeah, the that that party, that party has allowed them to 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 tour on a bigger scale across the totally. world now. Yeah, yeah. Know, because, because of it, um, and they had like a unique thing going. They got you know they got a very unique thing going. It's a very cool situation. I mean the parties are pumping, but um, you know they couldn't have. I don't believe they couldn't. They couldn't have just said. I mean, somebody's got to promote the party. Right, somebody's got to have some sort of following. You can't just say Fuse is the party. I'm gonna go, but I don't know who's playing. But I booked it. But I, you know what I'm saying? You have to have some sort of like, uh, um, like getting away, I, I, getting I, away but, with trying to start a party without a following, but no lineup is really that's an art it's, form. It's, I, I it is an I art
1: form. An it, it is a true art form. But I believe it can be done with the well, right with the it, with yeah. the right crew. And yeah. I think, and I think a classic example. And this might piss people off, but this is said in the nicest possible way. In America, in a, in the American culture, Desert Hearts, they've created a culture where, at the beginning, they didn't, they weren't huge DJs, they weren't huge producers, right. they weren't known for them for their releases. Don't get me wrong, their dope releases, right. but they built a culture. And how how they built that culture is by just fucking doing it, and right. I I, yeah, I think um, I think if if you were to start a party yourself and it was just you by yourself, I think it would I, I and you weren't doing lineups stuff like that. I know that you could do it, but I don't. I think if you were to start with a crew, where there's loads of interest in. Artists and things like that. I think that just makes it easier when the all the burden's not on one person. If you know what I mean. And I think, I, yeah. I think that's when communities come together, and you're like, oh yeah, like it. It gets to the point. What was? There, there's been loads, but like, let's say Circa Loco in in Ibiza. Right. Obviously, there's an Italian party that's been going on for years and years and years, and obviously the residents now are are, are extremely famous and they they book famous artists now, but they don't need to. I remember when I was living in Ibiza and they did their, I think it was Monday's DC 10, um, like half the DJs, like no one had ever heard of, but that was one of the busiest parties ever on the island. And I think it's just about... Stick into your guns and just doing it. But you I think you have to have yeah, the right well, creatives my around big, you. I agree with you. My, my my biggest fear about all this shit
2: coming back is that when when it does, um the demand to get tickets is gonna be through the roof. Yeah. Like and I know that just from the tick t- like I just canceled a big show. Um you know, we just had to postpone it for another 13 months or 14 months. And, um, you know, uh, uh, we offered up refunds. Everybody could get their ticket if they wanted, you know, um, get their money back if they needed it, whatever. And it was like not even 2% even wanted a refund. Yeah. They're just like, I'll wait till it comes back. Because they, the demand, they know, like, when yeah. the event happens, they're not going to get that ticket back. It doesn't yeah. matter about the, the 50 bucks or whatever they spent on it, you know. So it's like um, – the worry is that the demand is going to be so big to get back into some sort of social situation where there's a lot of music playing, that there's going to be people that exploit that shit. There's going to, you're going to see totally stuff where right. it's like, cool, a hundred bucks a ticket, totally, because we can only sell a hundred of them. And yeah. there, then, then the fear is that okay, cool, only rich people get to enjoy music now. Like, yeah. the, like that's that can't be the case. And so I think that you know um, it's gonna it's there's gonna be markets. For people that are like you know it, it, it's 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 gonna be I mean there's there's no rules right now and the hope or at least the, the, the I mean the worry is that when it when things do come back that people try to gouge and, and fit sit, figure out a way of, I mean there's they're they're, they're hurting on money too right so yeah. they're gonna try and make as much money as they can as well. So totally it's like yeah. I think that that discussion is something that uh you know needs to kind of come to the light and make a decision here pretty soon because the, the fact of the matter is
1: like this culture will die if it's just rich people, like yeah. that can afford tickets.
2: Period. Like well, that's, not that's
1: not what it's but about. That's not what it's about.
2: especially our culture, especially when it comes to like music that you have to dig for and that's not on the, the big radio stations and it's not getting pushed by like you know the big streaming outlets. And yeah. stuff. So I, 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 my hope, I think that the way we get around that and the way that as a culture we get around that, at least at first, is you know dive. And invest heavily into the, the local DJ scene that, yeah. that each city has, you know? Um, and I think that, that that that's where that's that's where the answer is. I think to some extent. That's gonna change at some point, no matter what. There's gonna be somebody that's like, fuck it, I got some big name, it's 250 bucks a ticket, and there's only 150 tickets, and they're probably gonna sell out like that because it's like something new or something exciting, something different, whatever well, yeah. that is. Um, how long that bubble exists i i don't know um and so that's kind of what my my worry my concern is is that the demand is not going to be uh i mean the demand will be too hyped uh too overhyped that we will lose interest of real fans see and that's that's the, the that's the word yeah
1: i i agree to a certain extent the way i'm looking at things in the uk for me because i'm i'm not i'm not a I'm not a name here if you know what I mean I I don't think people really know who I am as an artist here and I've been speaking to my agent over here me and my team and we, we're just like I will literally just I just want to play I want to like be able right. to give people that experience to listen to fucking good music and I'm like I don't want to get paid for it I will literally come and we can do like a door split and I will just is like whatever, whatever we make, we make. And if we don't sell tickets, we sell tick. We don't sell tickets. And if we do sell tickets then fucking happy days. And it's like back in the old, olden times when like, you didn't know if people were going to turn up to your show and it, like, I'm treating myself like, a, like a local and I'm like, fucking let's try this. Cause I think like I, yeah. you, it's, it's hard to do that in, in the U S because there's a lot more expenses like i i think it will get to that point to a certain extent in the US but everyone has to fly everywhere if you if you're like a usually booked as a headline dj but for me i can i can drive to every single city in in the UK within 5 hours and i think by doing something like that a it's helping smaller promoters promote shows that they might not have ever been able to afford in the first place b it gives everyone a really cheap option like it's the one thing that i do like here is that you can go to a club for like five six seven bucks and still see a dope dj and then i think it also and to be selfish it also helps me it puts me in front of people and it and it 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 builds me as an artist as well, and I, I think there's going to be so many people doing that here, and probably in the U.S. as well.
2: Well, it's going to kind of have to be, I think, just because you know we don't know what the travel restrictions are going to be when it comes to it comes to international travel, and 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 also, I mean, obviously the the big fear is what's going to happen this fall or this winter if there is a resurgence of this bullshit too. So the the you, you know, being in the UK, um, you know, that's that's kind of a, it's kind of fucking awesome in a way because there's a million parties and a million small yeah. parties and a million small pubs and a million small bars and that shit's going to rip. I actually, I, maybe I'll take it, see if I can figure out a way to go to England.
0: Come, on, come and
1: fly over. <laughs> Stay with me, mate. I, you
2: know, the the the, the problem the problem is uh, you know in America like you said everything is so cost intensive because it's all so spread out and it's not like every city has thirty venues that have thirty parties going on all at once you know yeah. here in Denver we have we have a lot of music venues and we have shows every single night and it was just a very very strong like music culture yeah um but the, the you know not every
1: city necessarily is like that per se you know totally um there's a
0: there's
2: there's very limited
1: options i'm i'm really i'm really excited to see what's gonna happen in new york when all of this is over because obviously new york's been hit the hardest but new york culture dance culture personally i feel kind of just like fell off a little bit and there's you've got brooklyn mirage which is obviously in a fucking amazing venue yeah and but i just can't see it being open for a for a while and you've got some other amazing venues but i played red room on my tour in in february i think i played it dude it was almost like i was back it it just felt like a proper club it was like the sound system was amazing no one could you couldn't even you could put your hand out and you couldn't even see your hand out in front of you just like a couple of lights couldn't see the crowd the crowd could barely see you and it was just like Grooving all night. And I've I've not really ever experienced that in America so much. It, grasshopper used to when it was just like a proper basement. Um yeah, that, that,
2: that, that room was like you could with the with the haze, you couldn't see anything. No that Exactly. Like, yeah. You saw like the big ride, the big red grasshopper, man. R.I.P. I love that
1: room. Yeah. So rest in peace. <laughs> um but yeah, I don't know. I th- I think I think it could actually bring out some interesting venues. Then it comes down to the local councils, especially like here in the UK, local councils, local governments, and stuff like that, allowing parties to happen in different venues. Yeah, because I think like oh. it's the it, I here is there's going to be fucking loads of free raves that we know there is. It's gonna it's gonna happen here in the UK, and I I hope it brings back that free rave culture to a certain extent, where. People just go party in a field for like all weekend and just bring their sound systems,
2: bro. Bro, you, like so, uh, in the in this parking lot behind my house, right where I just moved, man. Like it's like the most beautiful shit ever. Like there's this like there's this like crew, um, and it's like a couple DJs, but uh, just like the community, like like that really fucks with like a. Uh, uh independent kind of like uh industrial goth music yeah. you know a very niche niche culture and they love the venue so much that they've been just going to the parking lot of the venue every night at like 9:30 and going to like 1 a.m. and like 15, 20 cars show up. Everybody's socially distanced. They have one small little speaker in the middle, one shitty little like Bluetooth speaker or whatever the fuck. You can barely hear it. And dude, like I'm, I'm telling you, like the 20 people are all just dancing in unison and talking to each other and like that that type of. I mean, to me, it's just the most beautiful thing in the world because that. that's that's what everything embodies, you know. Like they, they, last night, they were dancing in the rain for an hour. It was like cold, but they didn't yeah. stop. They were just Getting it, you know, and I, I think that you know we're gonna see, you know, that that's just inherent of humans. Humans need connectivity. This this staying away from everything and, and and isolation has been brutal for, you know, I mean the mental health problems that are probably gonna stem from this for a long time. We don't know what the the impact really yeah. is
0: going to be, even though it's only been a few months. You know, so I, I
2: like I see stuff like that, and I get very very encouraged for the future because everything is gonna come back, and when it does, it's gonna be people
1: won't take it for granted. You know, that was the one thing that I feel like,
2: in a lot of ways, that I need to change. If you want to talk about a magic wand as a promoter, I got wrapped up in expanding and growing things so big so that Denver could have big, big, big
0: events that never could exist here before. You know, and I worked so
2: hard at building that culture and getting things to be, you know, uh, on a scale that were, you know, put us up on the same level as a lot of others, big, big cities, five times the population that, you know, Denver has, you know, in America. And I think that, you know, like I said, well, I was throwing like five, seven shows or something a week, I think that by doing that, um, even though they were all like different fan bases and different, like, different communities and different, like, you know, people who different styles of music in a lot of ways, um, and I was able to kind of like balance it like look at the lines of the matrix and be like all right that person's gonna come out on Thursday night that person's gonna come out on Friday night that person's
1: on Saturday night. yeah so the music for this, this 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 and kind of create something for everybody I
2: think that when if things do come back I don't think I'm going to be throwing I don't think it, it I don't I don't think I, there's a need to throw uh as many shows I think that I want to offer my, my dream was to make sure that any night of the week could go out and we pretty much are we, we pretty much had that before everything shut down and uh you know the the negative side of that is when you throw 50 shows right most people haven't thrown 50 shows
1: in their life but if <laughs> uh, i throw i thrown uh i thrown 57 shows by march 1st yeah. uh, this year it's crazy
2: and i was thinking i was sitting here thinking when everything like when i finally had time i was sitting here thinking i was like what shows were special which are the ones that stood out which are the ones that I feel like I caught that feeling where I was like, this is why I'm in music. Yeah, man. Like what show was I standing in the middle of the dance for? Like, cause I'm still, I'm still one of those promoters that I go to every show. If I'm in town, I'm at every fucking show I'm yeah. there from beginning to end. It doesn't matter if I work 10 hours that day, I'm out till 2am going to every, every party that I'm throwing or, or, or supporting every show that I can five nights a week minimum. That was just my general schedule when I would, you know, when everything was ramped up and, you know, the the problem with that is even as a as the promoter or as a person doing this you know it was really hard to find that moment i had to throw like at first it was like after i threw 10 shows it was like you know my 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 rating on like those special crazy euphoric moments of like holy fuck this is amazing that was happening like in the beginning, the first year it was happening every single show. But I was only throwing—I uh, only threw uh, 13 shows my first year. Totally. Second year, I threw 60 shows, right? And yeah. then all of a sudden, it was like 10 or 15 of those shows I was able to keep that momentum and keep that feeling. But when it goes to 400 chasing, you know, in a year, that's that's more than one a day, technically. You're sitting here going, it, it, the the amount of special moments of a promoter started getting fewer and far between. Totally. And then at that point, I realized that I was just more of like a steward, more than I was like a, a curator or, a, or, or 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 truly an actual promoter. I was more of just like a civil servant. Like, yeah, I would book that show because I knew people really wanted to see it, and that would pay for something that I really wanted to lose money on. And this would, you know what I mean? It was kind of like I was I was I was I was I built like a Um, an ecosystem where everything could exist, but it wasn't necessarily every show was good. Does that make sense?
1: I think, I think it comes back to that saying like quantity, quality over quantity. Right. Um,
2: I'm I'm sure there's a balance. I'm sure there's a balance to that. Like, I don't want to go, I'm not going to open back up and throw 12 parties a year. I think I get lynched. Um, The, the, uh, the, you know, like, the but the, what I guess I am trying to say is that like there's got to be some sort of balance and that's one thing that I'm gonna magic wand next time I'm I, gonna make the yeah. party more special less frequent and then um when that happens it'll open up a lot more opportunity for other people to throw their parties you know and yeah. and and because I mean there's I think when you know the funniest thing about this shit is when music actually does come back we're going to see promoters come out of the woodwork. We're going to be like, we're going to see people that that just have money. We're going to see people like tech companies being like, we're going to start a venue now because it's the highest thing. You know, you're going to see, you're probably going to see an influx of, of, of people that, that are now, you know, are are trying to contribute to the culture when everything does come back, that were never involved before. And I, I firmly believe that. So it's like, I, you know, the, the benefit to all that is that, man, you know, the idea of trying to make everything special every single show
1: special i agree that's, it's all yeah possible, but I, I, I totally agree with I, I totally agree with that because for me like back in 2000 i think it's just about having the foundations right for me um like i just come off i was super lucky that my tour didn't get cancelled i only had one show show postponed which was the seattle show um and i can happily hand hold my hands up and say that in 19, 1920 shows however many we did there was one i didn't enjoy and i remember back in 2018 where i did 112 115 shows that year and i can on my on one hand count on how many shows i actually enjoyed playing and right and i think it it goes back to that thing is like if the foundations are right and we're doing it for the right thing for the right reasons and i've got the right people around me and that's when i'm kind of the happiest and since being back like i'm i'm the type of person you know me but i'm the type of person that i want to be playing every weekend i want to be touring like i i tour like three nights three 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 shows in one night if I could um and for me part of that is I just want to play just want to play and just give people an amazing experience um but there's also like a financial side of things with, with that if you know what I mean and it's that wanting to earn more money and more money and more money and grow my business and have money so then i can invest in other people and help other people get to where i'm at if you know what i mean and help people grow to bigger where i'm at and help me get to where bigger where i'm at and for me since being home for since march really um and just being like i'm not earning a single penny i'm super lucky that i have money in in the bank but i've realized that i don't need to tour six days a week. Like I I can have a very easy life and a very nice life by just picking and choosing what works for me and what's A gonna be fun for me and B gonna benefit my career. Um I think there's now it's just about like what you said, it's just about I'd rather do all the shows I'm super excited to do rather than be and go and do like uh, that last time I played that sucked the time before I played that sucked like why am I gonna go do it like there's a there's a part of me that will go and do it because I want to go and prove that I can kill it and there's a part of me that wants to just go and build more and more fans and of course I do but I think there comes a point when you I you also have to question or I also have to question myself and it's like why am I doing this and if it's just purely for financial gain, it's not, for me, it's not. now it's not really about that. Because I think this has just made me realize is that happiness really, really, really doesn't come by just adding zeros in your bank account. Yeah, I mean, it's funny, I think, as
0: an, as an artist, the scary, the, the way this system is built, it's like
2: you start, Because you spend time not pursuing other secular work that can make money, but you spend time pursuing an art and spend time developing that art, spend time trying to market and push, you know, that art out to the world. And you start forever until it finally starts to catch fire in the sense where people actually finally appreciate it and will pay to see you play. Yeah. And so when that comes, you're, you're like, you know, for me, you, you know, um, yeah, as as a DJ even, or a producer, or a, a promoter, you know, the first golly, I want to say, first six years of of doing it, seven years of doing it, full time, no 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 check coming, no fucking every two weeks. Here's your account, yeah. nothing, just like live, eat, breathe, die on ticket sales, whether that be from you know whatever. To finally making enough money to pay for yourself and be like, wow, you know, I'm, I'm able to, I'm not worried about rent this month is like the, that, that's the poison that this industry, you know, feeds you, you know, um, and that's, that's why it's so easy to get so wrapped up in thinking, you know, that's why I think a lot of artists are always thinking like, oh man, they need Festival building over here, or they need this, they need that. Because in the in the in the end, it's like they've been starving for so long. They finally start making enough money to pay for things and live, like you know, off their art. And then once that happens, it's like
1: there is it's an endless pit of money that you need to try and keep everything afloat. <laughs> <So> <laughs> you know, true. it's like a, it's it's a
2: it's 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 a it's kind of a backward system. And and so I hope that that's one thing that doesn't that doesn't happen. Um, and I think you know in the future and i think that the reason that that happens is it's like it's all propaganda it's like it's all like you know you see vi- tv shows are built on this hype propaganda type nonsense where you're going to be a star because yeah. simon cowell tells the yeah, world yeah. that you're a star and then after 20 years of whatever show that reality tv show is you know i think we only remember like two
1: or three that actually made it out of all the winners every year for all i exactly shit. So, yeah Yeah, I think that I think that the 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 tough part about
2: you know in the end the only thing that makes sense and keeps everything centered is at least for me and what kept me going when I was eating like three dollar fucking burritos at Taco Bell um, was identifying whether or not you can do it or whether or not you'll die if you don't.
1: Totally, I totally agree
2: because that's the. That that, that's it. I mean, if it's like right now is the prime example. We're all sitting here being like, there are no gigs. There's no money. How are we gonna survive? We're artists. We just gotta hunker down, whatever. But we're all still creating. We're all still making shit. We're we're gonna play a free live stream because we fucking love it. Like the the the, that that's that that should be you know. I mean, that right now is universally felt by every artist DJ on the planet. Doesn't matter if you were the biggest name in the world to the 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 bedroom DJ that just bought decks and is learning how to mix their first song you know so it's like i think i think that 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 that's one thing that that will change and i hope that you know the people that are still doing this and still pushing the culture and still trying to stay active during this time i think that um that will separate a lot of wheat from the chaff if that makes sense it's gonna it's gonna separate separate the people that were doing this for money as opposed to the people that were doing this uh doing this because they couldn't think of any other way of living i'm, and, I'm yeah I'm,
1: I'm glad you said that it's because i feel ext- I feel very strongly about that. Uh, I had a, somebody DM me the other day on Instagram and was like, "Yo, will mentor me?" and I was like, "Oh, like no, please and thank yous. Like, is this is this where we're at now?" And he was like, <laughs> "He was like, no, dude, I just want to be like headlining festivals." And I was like, "Okay, I, I respect that. That's what you want in your life, and and do that. But are you willing to work?" For for ten years, without earning a single penny, and still wake up every day and grind. And you're gonna have those days where you want to quit. You're gonna have those weeks that you're gonna quit. You want to gonna quit. You're gonna quit, and then you're gonna get back on it. You're gonna quit five hundred pounds. <laughs> <of money>. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and 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 then and then he he asked me was like, so how, how long did it take you to get to full time in music? I was like, well, I knew I wanted to be a musician when I was nine. I then, it then took me till I was 14 to start producing and DJing. And then it took me till I was 24 to actually be touring as a DJ and when, you're, when you first start touring as a DJ, you're not earning money, you're losing money. You're, you're not, you're like, it's only in the last couple of years that I've actually been making money. And right. I, think it's, I think also that's the kind of social media, and I think that's our fault to a certain extent, is that we show people what everyone wants to see. We don't necessarily show people you're your struggles.
2: Not, you're not you're not on Instagram being like, here's my cell phone bill about to get turned off. <laughs> <laughs> or yeah uh, Yeah. And, and that that you're you're hundred percent right. It's the perception. But I mean everything trickles too, you know? I mean you're that that's always been kind of part of the game unfortunately. But that's also I think why social media has been so much better lately because now you know influencers for example or people that you know only their content's different when they're locked in their house <laughs> the content yeah. is different when they're not they're not getting paid to say that some soap is better than another <laughs> soap <laughs> so it, it, it's it's like you know that's 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 one thing i think uh, another positive that we can take away from this shit for sure i i i you are 100 percent right the whole like yeah, it's awesome when you, you got a video and you're sitting there and you're playing in front of like 5,000 people and everybody's losing their shit on a record that you you made or you put out on your label or whatever. And it's just like that moment was... I went through my Instagram the other day because I'm bad at social media in general, but I, I was... No, I was you're a fucking genius Instagram at social
1: media. media. You're a social media <laughs> no, genius.
2: No, 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 no. No, 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 no. I don't have no followers. I, like, my, uh, uh no, like... I I I was going back through my feed, uh just in general, um just to go through like memory lane, like oh my god, that's where I was last year. Oh shit, that was awesome last year, like all all that. And you wanna see those videos as, as a natural per like as it's like it's natural to see like Fans want to see success. They want to see the even if they want to see the illusion of success. Of success, that it's like the whole fake it till you make it thing is a real thing. It's like how everybody in the in as an artist, kind of like you know, nobody thinks you're hot shit until other until you're saying that other people are telling you thinking that you're hot shit because they discovered you. You know what I mean? It's like it's like you were like I. No one gave a fuck about option four at all until I started touring. You know yeah. what I mean? Until I still wasn't playing in Denver anymore, kind of thing. So the same mentality I think breaks down in social media. So I, I that that's like a it's like a necessary part of it, I feel like, but it doesn't necessarily need to be the hype. I think the more uh th- this is gonna give us a chance to be a lot more organic about about shit where artists maybe don't feel like, oh, if they don't have the perfect angle on a photo or they're, you know, this video looked great, but, oh, we got to choose this one because the fans went back to or what? You know what I'm saying? Like that, totally, that side man. of things, I think is, is, is definitely out the window at the moment or, but, or at least when everything does come back, will be different.
1: And I think for me, it's like every, like for me, I, I love social media. I think it's great and my social media does well. But for me, out like before COVID, I was like, I have to post every day. I have to do this. I have to do that. I have to promote this. I have to promote that. I have, to, I have to give people what they want, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. And what I found now is like, people don't want to want that shit every day. People don't want to want a picture of me every day. People don't want this every day. I I want to give people that special moment that is actually something special to me in that, in that day. And in that moment, I don't want to cultivate something that just doesn't feel organic. Um, and I think uh, I, I have this, I had for the last tour, I had a battle with a lot of promoters. Um, and it's like, you need to put the flyer on your Instagram. You need to put this. And it's like, no, I don't like I'm, I'm promoting my shows in, the most organic ways I possibly can. I don't want right. to be, I don't want to turn my social media into an advert. I want people and to actually feel, feel yeah, I want people to feel connected to who I am. And that's, that's me as an artist. I I reply to everyone. I want people to like get to know me. This is the reason why we're having this conversation. If you know what I mean? I want people to know more about my mates and know more about the industry right and connect with my friends so hopefully some of some of my fans will be like option 4 I love his music I need to go and check him out more if you know what I mean or like or some of your some of your fans are yeah. like I've never heard of Will Clark I've I need to go check him out now if you know what I mean and I I think for me that's what it's about it's just about bringing people together organically not forcing shit down their throat
2: exactly it's like if, if, if you're pushing shit out and you're not receiving then it's not a conversation if you're only talking one side then it's not a conversation but you've always been tremendously good about that that's why you're you're you know that's why your following is so strong i feel like and your fans resonate with you so much is because you've never been uh you, you know you are who you are you know yeah what i mean you don't you don't pull any punches you are you are exactly who you are and, yeah. and that's 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 something that not a lot of artists not a lot of artists are can can pull off in a lot of ways. You know, some artists are so socially weird that they're like, no, I don't ever want to talk to anybody, but I can make amazing music. So um here's a, a photo of a plant, but it's gonna get some million likes because that music is so fucking good, right? Yeah. Uh somebody like you on the other side. Is like you know you are uh, you you're a person that people are attracted to interacting with because you are uh, you know when people when people follow you they know what's going on with you you know
0: what I mean
2: it's like a it's a it's a two sided conversation and I think that that's 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 you know you've always been tremendously good at that that's why you you know your fan base has has been so uh, so supportive um, throughout the years Um, I think that the more organic we use social media the better. And, and I, 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 I've always kind of felt that way, but I think now we're seeing post-COVID that that is the stuff that's actually shining through. Yeah. People want to connect with something they realize more, as opposed to or something they can do too. You know, like yeah. mean, you think about like a perfectly crafted uh, edited photo that is like uh, you know you paid a photographer to shoot of something of whatever uh, won't necessarily get as many likes as something that is just snapped on an iPhone because that 17-year-old that's sitting there like that follows your music. What do they have? They got yeah. an iPhone. They don't have some photographer following them around, yeah. right? So it's a lot more relatable. So I, I think that that's 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 a, that's a really healthy thing. That's a that's a good thing.
1: I think. I agree. So the other day I saw your rant on. It wasn't even a rant. I've so oh God, fully, God. fully agreed on it about uh, the movement festival lineup um, on the live oh, stream, <laughs> and like this. This is the side of, of social media that I fucking hate. And I get it now and again. We all get it now and again, but this annoys me, so you can explain. but dude, i was I was really ready to go on a rant as well because it this shit annoys <laughs> me so much.
2: <laughs> well it, i think I think the biggest problem with that well I guess what bothered me is like this isn't the time to complain about anything. So so let's,
1: let's tell people what actually happened to start with. Okay. So here's the deal. Here's the
2: deal. What happened was uh, there was a, there was a a movement is a festival that I love dearly with my whole heart. I've gone every year for seven years, even when I barely had the money, I would, I would still find a way to Detroit, you know? And the the my favorite thing about movement was it wasn't an expensive festival to go to. You're not spending... $400 Four hundred dollars a night on, on a hotel, and and you know expensive airfare, and and five hundred dollars on a ticket, and you know it's not like that. Yeah. It was it, it's always been a proper a proper American underground festival. And so um, it, I'm, I'm particular. I think I'm one of I'm the, the only
1: one of one of the only yeah. I mean, America, underground I mean. American insane music festival.
2: Yeah, I mean, you, you go to every single fucking stage and every single stage is Absolutely playing, absolutely fire yeah. at all times. There is, you know, it's like, it's it, the really really, it's yeah. So that's movement. Well, they came out. Obviously, they can't. They, we can't have movement this weekend. Um, I fuck, we would be there right now. I,
1: feel I like, like I, right we now. would. Be there right now. Um, but uh, yeah, like uh, they they are gonna do their
2: streaming festival for their fans this weekend, and they put out the lineup, and the the lineup it was awesome. The lineup was a bunch of big names that, that, you know, I was looking forward to seeing this weekend anyway, you know, yeah. but the, 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 the feedback on, in the group and the feedback on social media was people trying to shred this lineup, like saying it was a, a diet techno lineup and this wasn't cool enough. And they were, where is this act? And where is this act? And all that stuff. And I, it was just, to me, it, it kind of, kind of popped my top for a second. Cause I was sitting there going, man, like, Uh, First off, none of these fans have any idea, you know, uh, (laughs) have any idea, like, what artists even have the ability to stream like yes. a lot of these even these big names like i said they don't have decks they can't even if you were on the lineup right now and you were supposed to play this weekend be screwed. do you really want to go spend 500 renting cj so you could do a free live stream for this you know for the situation so it's like you know like the the people are playing with what they have they're doing what they can to offer and express their art and this is not the time to try and critique a lineup or critique like you know uh i think somebody made the comment they were like I wasn't trying to be negative. I was just trying to critique it. And I was like, well, first of all, motherfucker, if you're going to critique anything, you have to be a peer. So let's see your online festival that you booked this weekend to give people a free experience. So like just the concept of like, you know, uh, of, of, of talking shit or trying to, you know, uh, not be appreciated. Of what's trying to exist right now And keep the culture Just was something that I just I was like I got all fired up I was like the (laughs) whole thing on the lawn I was like
1: Listen kids Dude I totally agree Because like We we know Uh, Especially you As a promoter And an artist We know how much time and effort A festival A club show takes Let alone a festival And Especially like For me living in Detroit And knowing How how community uh, movement is, and how it used to be damp but like now it's now it's moving, and has been for a while. But I know how much work all those all those guys and girls put into that festival, and how much the city relies on that festival. Like the everybody in that city knows about movement. Like there's not a single person, even if they don't listen to techno, even if they don't listen to anything remotely modern if you know what I mean, they still know about movement or depth, And the lineup always cracks me up. Every year they release it, it's 90% of the comments are just people bitching about how, why isn't this person on? Why isn't that person on? Why isn't this person on? Yeah, they still sell out every every year. It's just, it's just social media. But I think that's the thing that really frustrated me the most was you're getting it for free you are not paying anything like you're you you don't you're seeing some of the biggest djs and some of the most underground coolest djs that you're ne- you would never even fucking have heard of and you're gonna you're gonna experience new art that you've never experienced like in fact my uh my roommate uh un he's actually performing he's doing the live one oh i lost you okay yeah we're good cool so yeah um, what what we were saying before we got cut off was like you're getting this amazing lineup for free and like there's so many artists on there's there's a lot of obviously well-known artists and there's a few unknown artists and there's a few not artists that if you're not in that scene you're not gonna know like my my roommate un um in detroit he's like this super like underground industrial techno guy that some people that would never have wouldn't would never see him if you know what i mean and you're his music's unreal and his his music's just on another level and you're gonna be given this opportunity that even if you went to the festival and saw he was playing you wouldn't necessarily go and see him because he is because you you might not know he's he might not be in your genre but yeah. that's the amazing thing about this lineup is that you're getting people that you don't necessarily know, and you have been educated. Yeah, I mean that's that's the that's the beauty of a
2: festival, right? The beauty of a festival is to be able to walk around and discover stuff you're not, you know, you yeah. wouldn't typically go. Like it sucks to go to a festival and you're sitting there going, "I'm going to see these nine acts that are my that I've seen fifteen yeah. times before because that's the only names that you know, you know, like or, or not names that you know in lineup, but just like you know, if you've already seen it before, it's kind of like you know that uh, that I, I, that being said. There are certain artists that I will see every single time I'm out. <laughs> you know, that, that's part of the game too. But the yeah, you're you're the 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 point of a festival should be to educate and offer opportunities to to expose people to different music. It should be that way, and movement's always been that. It's so amazing. There, you know, yeah, with the with the online lineup, I I love the lineup, and I'm I'm really looking forward to uh you know smoking a big old giant blunt and dance my ass off tomorrow night. <laughs> that's what my plans are. So What's up? I, oh, I what's your, what time does your boy play?
1: I don't know. I I text him and ask him.
2: Let uh, me know. Let me know because I want to catch a set now. If it's something that mind bending, I want to want to get into it,
1: dude. I, I, it's unreal. It's hard. hard.
2: Yeah, it's super hard. like
1: hard as fuck.
2: Like um, how hard? Like, well, give me a give me a possible artist to kind of like gauge. Like Rodad,
0: Rodad,
1: like harder than that. So I would say Rodad is his like is like the biggest person in his genre, maybe. But um, I would say he plays harder than Rod Had. Rod had quite melodic. Um, let me just text him, dude. What time?
2: You I haven't play? seen him play in a minute. Um, um it, but
1: that's exciting. That's his, cool, he, yeah, up. dude. I'll send you some of his music as well. It's, he just released a new EP on his label Ego Death, and it's just is it's controversial as well. He like he's quite political with his music. In certain situations. And this EP is very fucking political.
2: As it, as it should be.
1: <laughs> I don't know what's happened. There we go. Uh, something weird happened then. Um, Yeah, and it was like... It's it's amazing. I sent it to you. But yes, oh, yeah, it's yeah, actually yeah. going to be the only live stream that I'm probably going to actually... I'll uh, hold my hands up. I haven't watched a single live stream. I've watched like a few... Oh, Dude, I I'm going
2: to send you a couple that you're going to fucking love. Like first off, like if you got this platform right now, there's this dude named Suat, you need to watch his live streams. It's Are they awesome good? Also Falmor has been doing some really cool shit too. Um, if uh, if you fuck with him, and then uh, one that I've really well, this Sue, guy though, you're gonna love. Dude, you just gotta see it. It's like I, 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 I picture like this dude being your neighbor, like <laughs> 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 in England. Like I swear, he probably lives down the street from you. But he's this dude that like it, during like the exercise hour or whatever every day he straps CDJs to himself like a little Pioneer controller and he walks through the forest and DJ live stream and it's epic. The dude is a legend. Like that's the dude, that's a dude that I want to you want play in my party this shit comes back. I want, that dude is doing it for the love, man. I, can, I really have been enjoying his shit.
1: Can you remember that guy? I forgot his name, but he was like, a te- he was like an engineer and, uh, I forgot his name. You'll know. Oh, Wank. I can't. about with the like massive like dildo. Oh, what no, was his name? Uh, what was his name?
0: Uh, uh, uh,
1: I've got. A oh go- my god! What is his? i googling. Hold his on, name. hold on. That's gonna kill me. Um, DJ with mechanical. DJ with dildo. DJ with dildo. Mechanical mask. Dildo. Mask. Because he's like a really intelligent. Ankle pants. It's ankle
2: pants. Yeah,
1: ankle pants.
2: Yeah. Ankle pants. Yeah, that dude's a legend, and he came to Denver in one of our little DIY venues back in the day. Um Was it amazing? Yeah, it was I, I didn't go. Um but I really <laughs> wanted to. Um, I think I had a party that night, but I, I I was just like, Oh my god, this guy's absolutely on some next level shit.
1: Fucking genius, man. Um I watched uh the Fortet one
2: oh oh, okay cool was it good
1: yeah it was really good um i'm,
2: I'm sure everything that guy does is
1: just yeah it, musically me. it was amazing um visually not so amazing but that's just yeah. you. Got, it's so hard to make live streams visually amazing maceo well, did a great job of making it visually amazing but i didn't even watch that i just saw clips of it
2: I saw clips of it too, but that was actually really cool because he was able to get people that were dancing in their Zoom channels to be on his stream. So yeah. it was like people were able to, it almost kind of like, it's different when you get to see people Interactive, dance. yeah. yeah. just
1: I know Justin, Justin Martin, obviously this is actually going to go out on next week, Tuesday, which is going to be after movement. But I think Justin's doing the movement, Justin Martin's doing the movement live stream. And I just saw on his Instagram, he set up like loads of green screens in his studio. So it's going to be, it's going to be amazing.
2: That's cool. Yeah, no, I, I, I'm I, the worst live streamer. I just like wake up three, three minutes before I'm supposed to play and I stumble outside, hook up the desk, and I'm like, <laughs> get me on the table, baby, what's up? <laughs> and, and,
1: and the parking lot daddy in the corner. The
2: park, you know what, that was so funny. That shit went so viral. Like was amazing. We, you know, we, because of the chatter or something in the chat room, and I had no idea what was going on during that time, but... Uh, we ended up going super viral, like uh it, like was the focused set when you open up Twitch? The first thing you saw, we were on the front page. Like the first thing you saw for like forty-five minutes.
1: That's amazing. So it
0: was, like,
2: Eighty thousand views in like an hour, <laughs> like, <laughs> streaming in, and everybody just like this Lock Daddy? <laughs> and I, I like, I could tell somebody was kind of like I, I. Every time I was looking around, like I could see people in the street that hear like a little bit of music that was on my balcony, so I, I could engage a little bit that way. But I had no idea. What, like, <laughs> shit like i had no idea how wild that that was that was getting that that that, those type but you know the reason that went viral and the reason everybody fucked with that 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 concept was it was like it was organic yeah it was people could engage and see something you know what i'm saying like that that that's different than you know just playing really dope records like in your kitchen or whatever you got you know it, it ends up giving that that extra kind of like that organic human component and i think that that's like why people you know why it kind of went so so viral is because is that's the one thing that's the hardest thing to emulate when you're doing a live stream is that human connection
1: totally man i loved it when i saw it i was like this is fucking genius this so is weird. this is genius without planning anything
2: <laughs> the, dude, the dude the dude literally like the dude literally drove up from colorado springs like i got to touch with him later and oh really he saw, yeah he's saw the building and he was like i know where that's at and i think he he's like i think i know where it's at like we talked for like you know 20 30 minutes after the set because i was just like what are you doing <laughs> <laughs> so it was just like he's like yo man i've been home for like 30 days and i've never danced i just decided to drive up here and dance a little bit And i was like Fuck, yeah that's the time so, so, so good that's so good
1: <laughs> so dude it's been amazing to catch up um thank you so much for coming on man and let's do this more often hopefully next time in person
2: yeah man i know i miss you miss you to death hey eh? thanks a lot for having me on the show and uh yeah let's uh uh send me some of this new music you're working on
1: i will man i've got lots to send you how can people follow you and hear about the record label tell people the instagram handles etc cetera, etc cetera?
2: um okay so it's just hot boy records on instagram i think there's an underscore in between uh but it's b-o-i not b-o-y uh that's a really important thing um it's so dumb <laughs> 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 um and then just option for music on everything else um and that's just uh yeah that's on all the socials so um
1: when are you yeah. when are you guys doing another hot boy um merch drop
2: Oh, it's going to be next week. Um, but the, the main thing that is, you know, I'm working on something you're going to be kind of proud of. I think I got cool. something big I'm working on. Damn. Um, and, uh, I'll explain it to you maybe, uh, uh, you know, when it kind of solidifies, cause I don't want to, you know, whatever, but I am going to be starting, uh, we're, 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 working on a, a an actual like Boy records radio show. Damn. And we're going to dive into that thing with the live stream situation here. Uh, we're getting everything kind of planned right now, but it, it should be kind of unique and different. So, uh, working on that and then um yeah i uh, uh as far as music's concerned i got i i made records finally like i've been so busy with all this other stuff that i haven't been making any records yeah. at all and i finally started making records again. so that's I, nice i signed a record i signed a record this morning to repopulate once, so oh congrats
1: finally, I think, that's amazing I think
2: that, yeah i think that'll be a good one when it comes out um but yeah man your, your baby boy is back in the saddle he's yeah, baby. Like, stone depressed they <laughs> can't form a sentence
1: <laughs> with, the, with the hot boy record uh, stuff that you're planning just to hit me up beforehand I've got some things that I want to send over to you um, and I've got some concepts I'm working on so uh, let's okay. speak this, cool. this yeah. a- after absolutely this, um, let's stay in touch
2: especially when things start to develop a little bit but yeah I'm, I'm, I'm thinking the next couple of weeks we'll have some actual good news to announce and start you know uh, figuring out like some uh, some different ways of kind of different avenues to try and promote this music
1: Totally, man. Big love. Love you, dude. Keep safe All and right. I'll catch you soon. Love you, right. too,
2: man. Thanks for the time. Keep All right. Safe.
1: Cheers. Cheers. <laughs> <laughs> so I love that show. That was amazing. I hope you did as well. If you did enjoy it, I would love you forever if you can hit the review, hit the star button on what you think it should be. Um, just let everybody know send it to your mum, send it to your gran, send it to your mates, send it to whoever you feel is going to enjoy listening to us to ramble on. However, thank you very much. Keep safe out there and I will see you next time.